Now you're listening to the One Two Three Show, and it's time now to uh, listen to a feature on a local creative writing group which has just published its first year anthology. Our One Two Three Show reporter Andrew Dembina talks to the founder of the group, which is called Write or Die, and one of its regular participants. Let's take a listen. Each morning before the sun, I dress quickly in a stupor, peel the door open through the sticky morning air, and take my leave down my green jungle-covered hill to. Towards the beach, noting the quiet beauty that surrounds me. I've been here two years, and the feeling is the same each morning. Most of the island is still fast asleep. It is, after all, only 5:30 a.m. But down on Main Street, the only street, stallholders are already setting up shop, throwing open doors, pulling out crates of fruit and wine, unfurling awnings. Coffee is knowingly poured for the early bird regulars who will rush past any second, grab their prepared cup, exchange familiar greetings, and smile sleepy smiles over their shoulders as they march toward the pier. Josan, they call to me as I pass. A nod or two, occasionally a crooked smile to accompany their friendly hellos. Stifling yawns, I nod and return their greeting. Josan, Josan. At the beach, the sun has not fully risen. The sand is taking on its brilliant white in the dawn glow. Waves of unwanted flotsam arrive during the night on the southwesterly winds, are masked by the shadows of the trees at the edge of the sand. I let my eyes linger, but am soon distracted by the clattering of paddles and the heave hoeing as six friends launch an outrigger canoe into the sea. Soon we are up to our waists. The water is strangely warm, a tepid bathtub. Nevertheless, I am now nearly awake. We take our first strokes in unison, our rhythm and speed set by whomever has been honored with the front seat. Getting started is always the hardest part. Stiff, sleepy muscles pushing against a wave—a metaphor for life. As we gain momentum, it's easy to get lost in thought. My limbs have warmed up. I feel more agile now, definitely more awake. And yet, things go through my mind like the waves beneath me. That was part of "Hello, Hello" by Chloe Grimmett, founder of a local creative writing group that's just celebrated its first year anniversary with a slim volume of prose, poetry, and even an excerpt from a film script. I asked her what prompted her to start this regularly meeting community. It was quite a natural process, actually. I moved to Hong Kong two and a half years ago from London. In London, I had been part of a, a similar group,、uh, which met during university crunch deadline times to encourage each other and to to foster an environment where we could work and write together comfortably. Like I say, I moved to Hong Kong and to Lama. Actually, it's a wonderful island full of many creative people doing all kinds of wonderful projects with art and music and writing. So I thought this is the perfect opportunity to restart and maybe do a write or die version 2.0. I sent out a message, an open invite. And I never imagined that a year later we would still be going with, can you believe, more than 40 active members. Now you have worked with the written word in part of your career. How many of the people are involved in writing for a living? Well, I myself、uh, have always worked within marketing, usually specifically as an editor or a copywriter.、Uh, but I would say my passion for writing is more for a creative purpose. I write plays and personal essays. But of the group, I'd say we're a pretty even split of people who write for a living versus. Other individuals who perhaps teach or do careers that are completely not related、mm. to, to the written word or, or even spoken word. So, to the listener, I should declare that I joined this group myself last November. Although my attendance may not be noted within the group as the best. Chloe, back to the group. Is one intention, as we mentioned, the first volume of Write or Die is out to work towards producing a book annually? Yes, that is the hope.、Um, mostly because the general reaction to our first. Collection has been 
very, very positive. Mm. I've had lots of compliments from people about the content and about the breadth and uh, diversity of, of the different pieces that have been included. So definitely. And, and amongst the group as well, there's been so much enthusiasm and energy around the idea of being included in a self-published mm. uh, collection annually. So what would you pick, Chloe, as examples of the diversity of writing that a reader can enjoy from this new paperback? Wow. Well, there's so many to choose from. I'm so proud of the first collection because I feel like it's very representative of the group as a whole. Within the group, we have essay writers, we have script writers, we have aspiring novelists, bloggers, poets. Of the different genres that are written about, we have sci-fi enthusiasts, romance writers, comedy writers even. You name it, we have it. And the book itself uh, represents all of those different interests. And during a write-or-die meeting, there's writing and then sometimes there are readings. I speak from experience. How hard do people weigh in to their peers' writing? What I really love about the community that we've built in the last year is that there's absolutely no judgment and there's absolutely no obligation to give more of yourself than you want to. We have a few members who are very outspoken, although kind. We have some shyer, more timid members who perhaps aren't willing or able to share what they've written yet. Mm. Uh, and that's okay too. It's not about participation points. It's about what the individual gets from being part of this community. You know, you can be a member for a year and be largely silent or non-committal or, you know, not attend as much as you would like or be able to. And then a year later, come to the group and say, hey, I've been working on this project. What do you guys think? We're always open-minded and our door is always open. It's a community to encourage and to foster a sense of creativity. So from Chloe Grimmett, the founder of Rice or Die, we move to one of its more recent participants, Sandra Pang, living on Lama Island. She's also in the book that just came out. She's worked in PR as a consultant using both English and Chinese language. But Sandra, why did you choose to join an English language, your second language, group to get involved with creative writing? I've always romanticized the role of English as a child. I remember overhearing my parents' conversation before we, we came here to Hong Kong. Apparently, if you speak English, you make $1,000 a month. And at that time, my father, as an engineer, was making 54 yuan as a monthly salary. So that got me glued to English uh, studying. And then later on, when I was here having my first job, we were bombarded with advertising campaign from South China Morning Post talking about language of success. Ah. And then much later, more recently, I associate English as the language of more liberal expression. So I started reading a short story about my childhood to a friend of mine, and she heard about my plan to begin writing more formally. And so she said that, why don't you become a member of a writing group that I'm a member of? And that was Write or Die, of course, which we're talking about today, based on Lama Island. Have you ever joined any groups to write creatively in Chinese? I have not. Uh, that's probably another reason why I want to write in English. You know, I have many friends who can help me if I write in English, but if I write in Chinese, you know, I have fewer friends. They're all very good, very savvy about money making, but not good editors. So I went to join Write or Die sessions, and I thoroughly enjoyed that because that really got me writing. I did 500 words in the first session. Then I was able to read it out, and I heard some comments and suggestions which were 
really useful for me. Uh, I wrote 500 words about my childhood, something I'm familiar with, make it easy for me to start with. I got to understand what interests people. Another theme is life on Lama through the lens of dead people. Through the lens of dead people, you say? Well, having lived on Lama since 1999, you know, I have a good collection of dead people. They're interesting people in some good ways or bad ways. Everything I recollect helps to bring out how life is on Lama of this diverse society. So some of these characters or people that you knew, you've tried to tap into their perspective. That's right. And I have a lot of that, the good archive to work on. So, Sandra, let's hear an excerpt of one of your works. What are you going to read us? I'm going to read something about my childhood, but it's more about what money used to buy during the 70s. It was the summer of 1970 in Bangbu a county in Anhui province. The engineering unit my parents served had been relocated there from Beijing. Staff from the unit all participated to crank up their work building with bricks they made on site. Papa, an engineer, was among them. Beyond this building were blocks of brick houses of the same grayish color as the one we lived in. We were surrounded with yards that staged cockfighting and running hands crackling out coarse cries to break news about the arrival of an egg for the next morning. Bicycles were luxury. Each household had one parked by the front door. Papa owned a second-hand low-seated model, not very flattering, but at 20 kwai, it was almost half his salary. One day, mom came back from a work trip to Shanghai with two super purchases of her lifetime. One of them, a mirror, took up most of the wall it leaned on, reaching just below the ceiling. The white frame was embossed with bronze plant patterns, different from the revolutionary designs I was used to. I'd come from Hainan Island, where you were supposed to be rough and progressive. The patterns were too smooth, too eye-pleasing. Staring at the mirror, it showed the reflection of mom's red scarf haircut, all the way down to her brand new plastic flip-flops, a modern material of the day, 70 kwai. Papa frowned over the mirror, but he didn't complain about the image it bore. To her, that mirror actually reflected her desire to reimmerse herself in the married life she had missed during the two years they were sent away to Henan. Right, well, two very different pieces of writing there that we've heard today from two members, one member and one founder of the Write or Die group on Lama Island. Thank you, Sandra Pang. Thank you, Andrew. And thanks, the founder, Chloe Grimmett. Thank you, Andrew. And if you'd like to know more, we're on Facebook under the uh, very elusive name, Write or Die Facebook page. Or for copies of the anthology or more information, please email us at writeordiehk at gmail.com. And that was Chloe Grimet and Sandra Pang of the Write or Die Creative Writing Group. Very interesting there. And obviously a lot of creative talent on Lama Island. And they were talking to 123 show reporter Andrew Dambina. So, Andrew, looking forward to maybe hearing or seeing some of your writing as well.